Welcome to the Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White. And I'm Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. We're mediums. And moms. And we're inspired to create this space for the spiritually curious, the developing intuitive, and the soulful spirit. Welcome again to the Spirit Room. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Glad to have you guys here. Um, I'm here with Danielle. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and we were we were gonna talk this evening about um, the best readings or maybe the not so great ones too. Um, readings that we have experienced, readings that we have received, or that we've been um, you know able to to experience um, thus far. So I think that's a great. I think it's a great topic. It's something that we can kind of um, share with you. Definitely. So do you want to start? What was your first reading ever? Let me think. Uh, okay. First reading I would have ever had in my life. Um, it was a friend of mine who, uh, looking back, I think part of the reason she was a friend in my life was to get me to go for readings because she used to go all the time. And I, I never had, and I was kind of um, unsure. I didn't know what to expect, um, but I was certainly intrigued. So she, I remember, made the appointment without telling me and just picked me up and took me and drove me there, kind of like took me hostage. We went to this, <laughs> this lady's house, and um, I sat down, and I was kind of like, I did not know really what I was going to experience. Anyways, the lady that I saw was a psychic medium. And a lot of the stuff that she brought through was very psychic. It was about life and stuff like that. Um, but it was accurate. A lot of the stuff was accurate and actually kind of, it was astonishing to me because um, some of the names that she came up with were bang on. Um, the only thing that I would say is that um, as, as accurate as it was, I had to wait. We had to wait probably half an hour. Like even though our appointment was for whatever time, we she was running late, so we had to wait like about half an hour before it was our turn. Um, halfway through my reading, she got on her cell phone and was like texting people. <laughs> um, and she answered her phone once during the reading. Oh my um, god, the Virgo in so, me is dying right now. Yeah, so, but she was so accurate, right? Like she was really good. Some of the stuff was completely not but the stuff that was right was very accurate so it was puzzling I didn't know like what to expect I was young I was probably like 19 maybe um and uh yeah it was interesting and at the beginning you know I'll never forget this even though I was obviously I've always been sensitive and intuitive I didn't know I was had these abilities myself so I'm sitting there and at first I wasn't trying to be difficult but I was sort of like testing her in a way which when I look back I'm like oh god like I hate it when people do that to me so I'm like kind of like like ashamed that I did this but I didn't know what to expect and as soon as as soon as I she could tell that I was kind of hesitant she was so harsh with me she was like if you don't want this reading, you can leave right now. And I was like, ah, like I was so like, I was so taken aback that I totally like got into it and I totally like let my guard down and then it worked from there. So it was kind of a, a good, it's a good lesson actually looking back. That's definitely not how I would. I mean, we're totally different t styles of readers, she and I. Um, but looking back, yeah, it was, it's kind of funny to remember that, but that was the first kind, the first type of reading I had. There was some psychic and some mediumship. Um, what about you? How old were you? 
probably about 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. Um, yeah, I remember the first time I ever got a reading. Um, I was 18. I believe I was 18. I mean, I'd seen John Edwards on TV and Sylvia Brown. Like yeah, all I was aware of was mediumship. I had no idea there was any other kind of reading out there by the time I went for my first reading. I just wanted to hear from one person. And that first reading was like on classic cassette tape. I remember my boss at the time driving me to West Vancouver to like this little like industrial park that had a little tiny office building. And I remember going into it. And the only thing I remember from that reading, I think it was more psychic because she didn't connect with the person I wanted to connect with. And I think back then there wasn't anyone else I wanted to hear from or could have placed because I didn't really lose anyone else. Um, So the reading was probably wasted on me because she was dealing with like a teenager. But I remember I was, I had just eloped with like a stranger, which is like a totally different podcast, a different episode altogether. But Uh when I was 18, I eloped with a Formula One photographer, first time I met him. And so we were married and I was living in Vancouver and he lived in England. It was like super bizarre time. And I remember her talking about my foreigner husband. And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I totally thought she was talking about that. And then I was leaving, I said, oh yeah, he's coming, moving here from England soon. And she looked at me and she said, from England. And I said, yeah. And she looked at me like, Hmm. Right. Cause yeah. it was kind of interesting cause the marriage did not work out. <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> we did last four years though. Shockingly. That's um, kind of amazing actually. Well, he worked for NASCAR and I worked for IndyCar. So I was on a 17 race schedule and he was on a 41 race schedule. So we never saw each other. We saw each other maybe like Tuesdays and then we'd go away for like three weeks somewhere. Um, oh, okay. But that was it. Like we, we hardly saw each other. So we had totally separate lives. Mm-hmm. Um, typical motorsports marriage. It was kind of crazy. But I remember looking at her cockheaded and I'm just like, oh, she's not talking about him. And then lo and behold, <laughs> I wish I could find the tape because I ended up marrying another foreigner <laughs> from New Zealand. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she was like kind of catching on to that. Right? I think she was. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all I remember from that first reading. But I don't I don't think I had any expectations. I don't remember being disappointed. I just remember wanting to hear from this one person. And the one person didn't come through in a reading for over 10 years. Wow. That's yeah. a long time to wait for that. Yeah, there was deep healing needed in the relationship. And my kind of belief around it is I wasn't ready for the message until they came through. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but looking back, I mean, I went to like tons of mediums to try to connect with this one person and nobody could connect with them. Yeah, well, I, I believe that. I believe that it's time. It's timing. You know, most of the time it's timing. Um, I also was dragged to um, a tarot reader's house and I had, it was when I had Jackson, but he was only a baby. So probably like he was maybe six months or eight months and the same friend, Um, took me to this man's home Um, and looking back I'm thinking why did she sent me in first like I don't know I look back and think it wasn't very safe like I went into the I left Jackson in the car with my friend and I went into this like old man's house and like it's kind of like a way to get yourself murdered but anyways I I went in and he seen as soon as he answered the door I could tell he was like he was nice and it was fine the energy was good Um, I sat down and I was kind of like same thing no expectation just see what comes through 
Um, and he totally brought up some really, really accurate things that were going on in my life. Um, and that was a really, really pivotal time in my life because um, I just had Jackson. I just had that near-death experience. There was so much, um, you know, so much going on for me personally. Um, I remember him also talking about an older lady in my life that was going to have trouble with her heart and that he felt that she was like going to pass. And I was like, okay. And I, it sounded to me like my great aunt, but my great aunt was still in the physical world at the time, but she ended up passing like a couple months later from the, mm-hmm. like a heart attack. So that was a, like a spot on prediction. And, um, yeah, I, I remember thinking like, wow, there's something to this. Like some of the things he started to to tell me about my work, you know, potential and life and, and my marriage at that time, it was just like all very interesting. So it certainly opened the door for me a little bit further to want to know more. Like I got very like curious at that point about like some of the things that came through in the cards. Yeah. And was that near soon after your first reading? That was a couple years later. So like 19 when I had the first one and then 23 when I had Jackson. So a couple years later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember before I became a medium and even up until last year, I never got that many readings. I always wanted to try different readings. I yeah. think mediumship, I only had maybe five mediumship readings before I knew I was a medium. And so that was between 17 and 31. So yeah. only like years, and I also had some like weird experiences. There was one I really wanted to go to and I had to drive like 300 kilometers, like to go see this reader. And I was on my way down and I'm literally outside the place where she said to meet her. And I get a call from somebody claiming to be her assistant and saying, we have to move it. The energy is not right today. And I remember mm-hmm. like, now I'm in it. I kind of understand that a bit more, but I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just yeah. drove 300 kilometers. Like you're going to call me like five minutes before my session. I remember that being really weird. And then when I finally did get the reading, it was like not really good. It was the most I invested in a reading and even mm-hmm. brought her photos of my grandmother and she kept yeah. calling her my grandfather. Like, no, this is a man. I'm like, no, trust me. That's a woman. <laughs> like, oh, that's it was. <laughs> And you're looking at her picture, right? (laughs) There's something a little bit off about that, yeah. uh, It was the weirdest thing. But this woman did say, psychically, she did say, and I thought she was nuts. I mean, for one, she kept calling my grandmother a grandfather. And two, and arguing with me on that point. (laughs) Don't you love that? She was like arguing with me. I'm like, no, it's my grandmother. That that photo is of my grandmother, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then she told me though, at the time, you know, she was like, I see you working with indigenous people and you're going to have like a lot of money. And I basically laughed in her face. I was like, okay, I work with race cars and Mm. I'm like, I am broke. (laughs) Trust me. I'm not going to be rich. And then she fast forward like eight years later, like I was working in indigenous health and wellness and I was making a very good income. So I remember looking back at readings that I thought were kind of crazy, but then they ended up being something in the end. 
Totally. Well, I think that's a, such a valid point. And I, I know that with like lots of the times um, readings that I give and I think at the end, okay, that was good. Or that was, that was pretty good. Um, but not really realizing, you know, the depth of maybe what's come through. And then six months later, or a year later, things happen and they're like, you said this, 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 and this. And it's like, oh, afterwards it's, it's so much more sometimes, you know, that even we realize in the, in the process. Um, I totally thought of something else. I did have a reading at the PE um, when I was younger. I was like 15. And I went and got, uh, I think she used cards. I think she was a tarot reader. But I was totally just doing it for fun. Like it was not even anything serious at all. But I remember she told me that I was going to do something good for my country. Um, and something about, what else was it? Oh, she told me I was going to have three kids. And that I was going to do something good for my country. And there was a bunch of other stuff that I can't even remember. And I don't even think it was that legit. But um, the thing about my country is that actually, that summer I actually ended up going to the world championships for baton twirling and I ended up getting a bronze medal. What? So, How did I not yeah. know this about you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I trained in that for like years. I did that from when the time I was like five until I was 16. I need um, evidence. I want to see this. <laughs> I can show you. I've got videos and stuff. Um, but anyway, so she was she was right about that I, I did end up doing that and then the three kids thing I mean I'm always kind of curious about because I've got the two and I, I do I do know that Avery was um meant to be a twin like I, I had like a I think I miscarried early on the twin that mm-hmm. she was supposed to come with um so I was wondering if that counts as the three or if I'm still waiting to see if there'll be a third but um so that was kind of interesting too yeah yeah, well, I guess I kind of want to move on to the best reading I've ever had, mm-hmm. if that's good with you. And yeah, there's so much we can say. I'm just so, I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> I had a reading with somebody who's quite well known now, but mm-hmm. wasn't then. I heard of them through a famous medium. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a male. And I have to say, we're, we're not naming names in this episode, folks. We decided that we weren't going to name good or bad. We're just not going to name names. Yeah. But um, I will say this is a gentleman. And this is after a few years of being a professional medium. This was probably the first and second mediumship reading I purchased since I was a developing medium. Just because there's no one I really want to hear from. I'm, I'm more interested in yeah. learning different modalities, right? Yeah. Um, And this person knew the name of every single person in my life, like just started spewing names. And as a medium, I feel like it's hard to get names. Right. Really hard. And he's gotten like 10 names in the first five minutes. I'm like, what? I was totally (laughs) blown away. It was one of those instances. It was an interesting reading because most readings that were very impactful for me, I remember how I felt. I remember- Yeah emotional connection. This wasn't so much an emotional connection reading versus just like evidence. Yeah. And so it was a good reading because it showed me different ways in which you can do mediumship really well. And it gave me something to aspire to. I was like, I am going to be a medium who gets names. I'm still not there yet. Trust me. (laughs) But I still go for it. I still go But I have to say that was probably one of the best readings I've ever had in my life. And also because I shared the recording with my parents, which I never do. Mm-hmm. And they were like blown away. And that was probably the first time they were like really impressed. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was kind of like the best reading for me that was like a, a long mediumship. I think the most accurate reading I've ever had has been astrology. Mm. But um, anyways, how about you? Mm. Well, I would say the best mediumship has been a demonstration that I saw. Um, and uh, I did receive a contact in that uh, demonstration, but it was at a spiritualist church in the States. And there was just something about the way that this medium was blending the evidence. And it was like really, really interesting about the way that the evidence was coming through to identify the communicator. Like it was so specific. And when, you know, you're demonstrating, you've got, there's probably like a hundred people, maybe I would say Mm -hmm. maybe 80 to a hundred. You have to be so specific about your identify and identification because there's a room of that many people i mean if you're gonna just go by like age and how they passed i mean there's gonna be you know 25 hands that go up right so um it has to be more specific and everything that this medium came through with was so detailed and so seemingly unique and random you know like just these things that were coming up like one of the one of the people the spirit communicators um had worked with people with leprosy Like, how do you come up with that? Like, how does that even, you know what I mean? Like, things like that, where it's so, it's just so specific. Um, But he blend, oh, I guess, like I said, it was a male, but he blended that with um, very touching and very heartfelt messages. And, like, just you could feel the atmosphere, the energy Mm. of the whole place. And it was so beautiful. It left me like speechless. I was like emotionally touched. I felt really inspired. And I was like, that is what it's about. Like actually someone who can do both, you know, have the evidence, have it factual, but then also blend in that beautiful humanity, you know, and you could really feel that there was humor. It was funny. It was just like, it was everything that I would ever want to ever hope for, you know, to, to be able to do. So that was really probably the most touching and the most beautiful um, that Mm. I've seen. I like that. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you probably yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I haven't been part of that because I've seen, you know, when I seen the person who got all the names and I seen them do a demonstration, it was fascinating because I, I think that there's definitely some healing in the room because it seemed like everyone that night had an addiction to recover from. Mm-hmm. And so the messages were like, you felt like lives were being changed, but what yeah. was fascinating and I've done Dems now a couple times and I'm usually like, okay, I'm between two people and I'm working it out between two people. This person would just say two names and then one person would stand up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. So outside of mediumship, I think one of the most, I've had two human design readings and I remember the first time I had one, it was kind of bizarre. I didn't know what to make of it. Like it was a mix of astrology and then they're talking about body parts like the spleen. Um, it's like they had a human body up, like, you know, the guy that on the medical chart, that's like, yeah. hey, the side so it looks like that and there's like pipes coming everywhere from the head into the body and out and some places are lit up and they're talking about houses and planets but then my spleen and it was like super confusing for me and I didn't know what to do with it and then another time I got one done I was working with a business coach and it was just part of what they did and how they serve the world was through this human design Um, and it became like a little bit more accurate but it was one of those 
modalities where I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. I've seen my chart. Like I've seen the, the, like I've figured out, I know what I am, you know, what type I guess, but I've never had it explained to me. And it, to me, when I look at it, it just looks very confusing. Yeah. So I know I'm a manifester generator. Do you know me too? too? So yeah, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it means really. I did listen to a podcast about it though. I can't remember which one, but it was a while ago and it was really cool. Like it was really informative, but like, I still, I don't necessarily know what, yeah, what to do with it. Yeah. And when I got them done, I could definitely like resonate with some of the factual because it's very, it's like astrology in the sense where Mm -hmm. this is your cosmic makeup, right? At Mm -hmm. your highest potential, this is what you align with this XX energy. But it had a mixture of some other language that just wasn't familiar with me. And I know the history of it, I think it was created in the seventies. So if you look at the different ways of doing readings and different modalities, like tarot's like a few hundred years old, mediumship, you can probably trace back to like the first oracles, right? So yeah. I think it's like a really kind of like new med- modality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like a reading I had that was kind of out there. Um, as yeah. far as modalities, what have you had? Um, what else have I had? I've had a past life regression. Um, actually like therapy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, but I haven't had like an actual past life reading, but I do offer them and I do give those to people. So I'd love to have one done for me. Um, oh no, I have actually, I've had past life stuff come through in other Yeah. Readings. Cause I remember when your old mentor yeah. told you who you were in a past life and you were able to like trace it back. Yeah, yeah. So that actually has come through. Um, and actually, I had a recent um, a session with um, my teacher, and he basically said he gave me more insight into another past life um, where I was actually like um, in the 20s, like, which is like my favorite 1920s, like my favorite era. Like, I love Downton Abbey, and I'm so it, like, that's just like, I love that era. But, anyways, mm-hmm. I was like um, a performer, like a singer. Um, and I was like singing and performing and it was like this total like glamorous kind of marvelous kind of life. And he said that if I ever wonder where I get the ability to do that with a group, like to stand up and to kind of be kind of um, confident in that way, he said it comes from that lifetime because that's basically who I was. I was like always on stage and always performing. And he said that it and it made sense because that's something that I always think of. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like such an introverted person, but then I'm able to also do these other things that are completely out of like character, you know? So yeah. it was, it was kind of interesting. I am also a Gemini, so it does make sense, but, um, but to have both, you know, have both of those things, but yeah, that was cool. That was interesting that that came through, but yeah, so I have had bits and pieces of past life. Um, the regression itself was like, five hours, six hours. I don't know. It was like a whole day and it was exhausting. Like I, by the end of it, I felt like I was just like really, really tired. Um, but it was very interesting. It was cool. You get to kind of, um, ask your higher self or your higher consciousness, different questions about like, your different lifetimes, your purpose in those lifetimes. And basically you, you receive the answers, you receive the information. So it was valuable. It was very cool. Yeah. I, I've never been able to be hypnotized. I've tried, I've paid big money to try to be hypnotized. So I've never 
paid for the um, past life regression hypnosis because I've even went on stage at Ravine the hypnotist and he couldn't hypnotize me. Um, and then I paid $500 once to try to quit smoking through hypnosis yeah. and they couldn't hypnotize me either. So I've just been like hesitant to pay for past life regression through hypnotherapy because I haven't been a candidate to date. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, for me, I don't think personally that I need to do it that way. Like, I think that was earlier on in my own awakening. And I think that now looking back, I realize that I can access that same information now and I don't need to go into hypnosis to get it. You know? Yeah. yeah I've had some cool experiences being just in a daydream and kind of being yes. revealed a past life, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it was interesting. I, I was just so intrigued to see what it would feel like, what it would be like. You know, I wanted to know about it. Um, but yeah, I think that, but it's not for everyone. You know, I also know people that have had it and they did not like it at all. Yeah. You know, and then other people, it's been life changing. So it, it's like anything else, you know, there's people that will think mediumship readings, you know, are not for them too, you know, so it just really depends on the person. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, another reading I've never had is an Akashic Records reading. Right. Well, we should do an exchange sometime because I can do one for you. I know. Um, I would love that. Yeah. And they're cool. I mean, it's essentially the same thing kind of as a past life reading because you're just opening up into sort of like the memory of your soul and looking at your different incarnations and sort of your soul's promise, you know, and things like that. And um, it can be very, very interesting going into that state, the vibration um, of the Akashic records is kind of like yeah, it's just like a different, it's a different vibration. Um, but to kind of, I mean, there's things you can do within the records. You can paint while you're in the Akashic records. You can write, you can draw, you can sing, you can compose music. Like there's all kinds of things that you can actually like do while you're in there. Yeah. So I have a question. I have a couple questions. Okay. If you don't mind, <laughs> I'm curious about this right now. Um, so I used to read, like, I read all of Sylvia Brown's books in high school. I read over 40 yeah. Sylvia Brown books. Now, she used to call it, like, the Hall of Records. Is that the same yeah. thing? Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I've read lots of Sylvia Brown, too, but I don't know if it's it, – I think it's along the same lines, the same idea. Okay. And then – so I do guided meditations as do you for like your students, classes, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera, right? I never yeah. plan them. I don't know if this is how you do them too, but I just kind of like close my eyes and spirit just kind of like takes me somewhere and I yes. just describe what I'm seeing. Now, yes. two months ago when I was working with angel energy, I was taking this young client I have through this meditation to meet her angels and we ended up when I walked up the stairs, I was like, oh, this is the Hall of Records. I was like, I've never seen it. So we kind of took this journey through the Hall of Records. And then I figured that would be the same thing as the Akashic Records. Like all I saw was like a bunch of scrolls and then a space in the middle that we could sit and kind of chant at. Yeah. It sounds like, about the same. Sounds about the same. And I think that it's literally, I think it's, I think personally, it's going to look different to like everyone it's going to be sort of based on your own per like perception and your own sort of beliefs around it um but yeah that sounds about right and basically like this different kind of almost like a different dimension where you're kind of going and it's high up and it just feels like everything is open everything is available hmm. and do you access like can you be revealed like your future like for decision making 
Um, from my understanding of the way I work with it is that it's basically like you're asking questions that are going to be like, how can I, or, you know, what is my, um, best way that I can approach this or that aspect. I don't personally use the Akashic rec records for divination purposes. I can see potential, I would mm. say, okay. but I wouldn't say it's like a future prediction kind of thing. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. No, I like that. I like that. Um, so what was the other one? Had you, has there been anything that you haven't experienced yet for a reading? Like you just had your first astrology reading. Yeah, that was so cool. I was so into that. I was so enthusiastic about that. That was amazing. That fascinates me. Um, that was my first one. Um, what else? I haven't had... I think I've had most kinds. I've had a tea leaf reading before, which was really cool. I've never had a palm reading. Have you? Yes. Um, I used to work with a lady who I love, Deb, and she um, she could read palms, but she was so cute. She was like, I only really do this when I'm drinking, and so I always called her the tipsy palmist. Uh -huh. But yeah, no, she was fascinating. She could tell things, big things from my hands, actually. She could tell like personalities. She could show me how come I have two kids. She actually didn't know I was married before. And she was like, oh, you have two husbands. That's not good. And I was like, oh, actually, I was married before. <laughs> She's like, okay, great. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, she was lovely. I, I really enjoyed getting a palm reading. I actually got really interested in trying to figure out how to do it my own after. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was really good. Um, yeah. And I got to say something about an astrology reading I had. Yeah. So I've had a career astrology reading, um, which was really fascinating, where my business chart was ran next to my chart and just kind of like, oh, XXXX. Like it was pretty fascinating. Um, and then one of the coolest readings I had, which again, I thought was kind of the weirdest, mm -hmm. but this, this male astrologer that I went to... I would get a reading with him on January for two years in a row. And so the first year I got it and I took very detailed notes, dates. He was like January 11th to January 17th. And then on March 8th, XXX on September 26th to 28th. XXX. Wow. And what was fascinating for me, that was a very turbulent year for me. It was 2018 when I first had mm -hmm. it done. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, when I went back over my notes, I was like, everything happened, the dates and times that he said or thereabouts. Like That's I had my, I know it was fascinating. So I had one again the next year. And I remember sitting in the reading thinking, this is weird. I can't believe I'm paying for this again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was such yeah. a weird experience. But um, everything ended up being like pretty freaking accurate. Like it was crazy. Um, so that was kind of neat. I haven't had anything like that since. Um, anyways, yeah, it was kind of like fascinating. So what was like, can we talk about like the worst reading or was that kind of your lady who was on the cell phone? <laughs> um, I think it probably was her, but I have to, I have to add though, before we talk about the ones that were not so good, I've had lots and lots and lots of, um, um, what's it called? Like peer readings over the years. Cause through the mentorship classes that I've done, they've all been like a year or two years long. And basically you read for your, your, the other students in the class the whole time, right? You're constantly like practicing with each other. Mm. And some of the most amazing readings I've had 
have been from those people in those classes. Like there's a lot, it made me realize there's a lot of really, really gifted people out there. Um, and that it was, it taught me a lot because I realized, Oh, there's so many different ways. Like we all have our certain kind of strengths and areas that we're, you know, so comfortable in and then seeing other people, you know, work that way and experiencing it was really, really valuable. Um, it's hard. I find it way harder to read for, um, people who are mediums themselves because I find like I get in my head and think what am I going to be able to tell them that they can't figure out for themselves you know what I mean like it kind of like messes with me I find that really I find I'm way more nervous to read for a fellow medium than I would be for like an average person that's just looking for a reading you know Absolutely. Um, yeah it's like it's so it's so different um but yeah some of the best some of the best ones I've had have been from those classes so I was, I'm grateful for those you know those years of doing that those exchanges I think that was really helpful yeah I think I had some pretty decent ones in those practice settings too I had I remember having one at um a retreat we were both at and uh from this lady in Colorado or something it was like pretty accurate I was like holy girl I'm like what do you you should be teaching this thing <laughs> yeah it's really good. Yeah. It's I also had an interesting reading. It happened, like, I had a really bad breakup that kind of blindsided me. And mm -hmm. my friend said to me, oh, I have, there's like a, this indigenous reader in town. You have to come see her. So she got me in literally like same day. And I have to yeah. say this was divine timing because mm -hmm. she would travel up here from a reserve in the States only like once or twice a year. And yeah. I was devastated, like completely devastated, but her reading changed my life. Like she wasn't a medium. She actually worked with the pendulum, but oh, she, cool. she was swinging it around, but then yeah. she had a binder full of paper. And so she would like flip between the pages and she'd be like XXXX and she would write down all the information. And it was so incredibly accurate and healing. Um, it actually got me through that breakup. And she was actually one of the ones who said to me, you know, I'm going to get readings from you one day. And I was 27 at the time. And I was like, yeah. no, I'm like, everyone keeps saying that, but I don't have any gifts or abilities. She's like, no, I'm going to be getting readings from you one day. So I actually wrote her a few years later saying, Hey, <laughs> so oh, I that's so good. readings now. It was kind of cool. But that was oh, an interesting awesome. way to get a reading. It was like through this pendulum. It's just like swinging around. Yeah. It was kind of cool. It was interesting. Well, it is so amazing how different people have different tools because I use a pendulum and it's, I can get, it moves all over the place. It's all crazy, but it is not accurate for me at all. It is like the worst. Like I am horrible with a pendulum. Like I will teach people how to use it so that maybe it's a good tool for them because some people totally that's their tool. But for me, it's terrible. <laughs> I could not agree more. I mean, I have like... I have tested it and then gone and done the thing. And then I was like, you were wrong. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. You I think led me. I, and I said to spirit, I was like, listen, like, I don't understand this because I'm an accurate reader. Like, what is this about? And spirit literally said to me, you don't need any tools. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know, but I want, like, I want to use them. Like I want to have tools. I think it's so cool when people have something that, I mean, I still will use cards and stuff, but um, that's about the only tool that I find is really like stuck with me, you know? Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. I think that's so funny because I do too. I teach it and I, I tell people like, I think the most accurate way that you can use a pendulum 
is like, I have this uh, group of girls I just talked to and they'll just say, ladies, pull your pendulum, give me a yes or a no. Like we have mm-hmm. no idea what the question is. We have zero, mm-hmm. zero stakes in it. And yeah. we often almost always all have the same answers. We're all like, all yes, all no. Um, Cause there's five of us in this chat. So that's kind yeah. of like, so I'll just throw that into the ladies if I need like a yes or no. Well, like, that's hey, a good idea. Yeah, pull out your pendulums and just give me your yes or no. And it's so funny. But I was like, I think that's one of the only ways you can really be accurate is if you're kind of detached from the outcome. Yeah. Right? Well, Avery, Avery is so into the pendulum. She This morning, we there was this like, this. it's like a a shell it's like this ornament that's made out of shells that my um jackson got from hawaii when he went anyways somehow a part of it got knocked down and it was just like a um like on a string so it was i was just like laying in bed and i was kind of using it as a pendulum just like asking the questions in my head and avery saw what i was doing and she's like i want to try it so she knows how to do it so she was doing it and she's basically asking the asking the pendulum if um cooper was going to eat her stuffed animals that was her her question that she really desperately needed to know from spirit (laughs) so anyways she's she's into it so i I don't know i'll just play with it with her when she wants to that's about it (laughs) yeah um that's so funny kj used to hold one up because she would see me playing with one she would just say hello angels hello angels i got some cute video of her doing that when she was little Aww. She just saw them as like little angel colors. Um, <laughs> so can I ask, have you ever gotten a reading by anyone famous and was it a better, more expensive reading than what you had received from non-famous people? Um, well, I would say my, my teacher that I have had readings from is the most well-known, um, I would say like famous in, in mediumship world, um, but never from like um, anyone like that's been on TV, like uh, North American TV or anything like that. No. Um, and what I got was amazing. But I, I also feel that that's kind of the, the energy that kind of I um, gravitate to. So I think that's why it worked, you know, also was so great is because I knew and there was a trust factor there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Uh, yeah, no, I've had readings with two well-known people. Uh, and the most I think I've paid for a reading was four fifty US, yeah. mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, $700 Canadian or something stupid. Um, and I will say they were okay, but maybe my expectations were high, right? Higher mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say that some of the more memorable moments for me or memorable readings for me were probably with like lesser known folk. I didn't think yeah. that just being famous made you better after those experiences. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a reader, I understand it more, right? Like back then I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, but now that I'm a reader, I'm like, okay, like I totally get why it probably would not have been as strong as it could have been because I may not mm-hmm. have been as open as I am now. Totally. Yeah, right? or as ready or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, also, when I was at the college in um, England, I had a, a well-known medium do a spiritual assessment for me and she was pretty amazing, pretty spot on too. So I would say she is an, another well-known, but mostly, no, it's been mostly the readings that I've ever had are just people like, um, that are not, not necessarily well-known. Yeah. I've seen a Canadian reader. That's like a thousand dollars. Wow. I was like, whew. Actually, when we're off air, I'll tell you a story about that. 
Yeah, sure. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, when we're off air, because I'm like, yeah. Anyways, I was just kind of curious, and then I don't know if we want to talk. I don't even know if I have like a worst reading to be honest with you. I just have more weird readings because I'm always attracted to like really different types of readers. Right. I've had like I had one recently where this gentleman used like playing cards. Oh yeah. And he had a different meaning for each of the playing cards. So you got a ace of spades and you got like the five of clubs and um, he did like a card reading like that. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I love like eclectic kind of unique kind of ways of reading. I think that's so cool. Um, I've had some readings where I've basically just been like trying to help them out. Like I've been very lenient and been very like, oh yeah, I could see maybe, like I've tried to like really give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. but I've had a few where I've, but you know what, and I've paid and I like, I wouldn't complain. It's, I look at it like an experience, like maybe they're just not the reader for me, you know, mm-hmm. like that's okay. Like I never have been like upset by it, you know? Yeah, um, no, me neither. If, if it's not for me, it's not for me. Um, so I try to remember that too, because it's like, you know, people, I think people have such crazy high expectations but then you have to remember that like we literally cannot be the most amazing reader for every single person there's there's some people's energy that's going to be so easy for us to work with that it's going to be like smooth and everything is wonderful and there's going to be other people where it's going to feel like it's really hard work you know absolutely absolutely that's when I was saying like I reflect on my now what I know now I probably was not the easiest setter because I was always like there's only one person I want to hear from (laughs) Yeah, you might have been a challenge. You may have been a challenge. Totally. Totally. But now I know better. Now I know better. But yeah, I'm going to keep getting readings. I want to get, um, I had an animal communication reading uh, recently with this girl who did some free on Fridays on Facebook and she was really good. Um, I really like that. But I want to keep checking out readings. So I want people to like post in the Facebook community. What kind of cool readings have you gotten? I want to know what else is out there. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different types of, of, of readings and ways of accessing the same information. Yeah. I just like seeing how people use their spiritual gifts. Cause I think we're all accessing the same source just through like exactly. different channels. Yeah. yeah. I love, and I love watching people work, you know, and sometimes, um, like people are like, well, I'm nervous if other mediums come and I'm like, no, but like, it's never to judge or critique. It's always to just like admire. See, yeah. And see how other people, how other people um, deal with different situations and deal with the energy and what they, how they work. And it's just, to me, it's so fascinating. Like that's what I, for me, if somebody's like, Oh, you want to like do something for fun? Like that's what I would do for fun. <laughs> I mean, I would just go watch someone work. I think plus I like it cause I don't have to do the work. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice to take a little break. I know um, it is like from from the pressure of it you know what I mean so it's kind of cool yeah it is I love that well we should go check out some soon together yeah well I guess not soon whenever the when, world opens again <laughs> when we're allowed to I mean I'm just yeah I'm craving that so badly um Matt and I have started just reading each other almost every day like <laughs> things that we're doing mediumship readings because I didn't know any of his people that are in spirit and he ha- didn't know any of mine so we're able to kind of do that um, and that's been kind of interesting. That's been keeping us entertained. <laughs> I love it. I'm never, yeah. never do that with me. My husband would be like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Matt's like super, he's pretty good actually. So I've been, I've been pretty impressed. So it's kind of nice. I've been able to get some, some readings. So that's been nice. 
It's so funny. If I have any of Nick's family come through, I'm like, hey, yeah. can I tell you about your dad? He's like, no. He like, doesn't want to hear it. Even if like his dad comes through, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so funny. Oh, kind of funny. Aww, yeah. I'm no, like, I'll talk impressive. to KJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. Well, this was Aww. a fun topic. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll be really interested to see what people have to say and what they've experienced and tell us about the good and the bad and whatever, you know, we're always interested. Um, I don't know, I would say it's never a waste, though, unless I would say this, unless it's someone who is legit not getting anything right, and it's very like obvious that they're not connecting with you, obviously, then say something like don't sit through the whole thing. Um, But I think there's always a reason, you know, even if you're, you leave a reading and you're like, eh, it was okay. There'll always be something from it that you've, you, you can take and you can use or a reason that spirit kind of put you together with that person for that experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And remember too, something's going to make sense for years. Totally. Yeah. There's things, there's things that I can remember from like, readings years ago that that did pan out and they didn't make sense later so it's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things just always keep it in the back of your mind yeah absolutely yeah very cool good well thank you so much my friend for the chat and um i uh i'm thankful that we have um our listeners and that they're kind of along for the journey with us yeah thank you guys for the reviews and we'll see you on the facebook group all right sounds good have a good night my friend good night